another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with you as always. In today's show, I'll be reacting to week six and previewing week seven of fantasy football in 2022. Going to talk injuries briefly, going to go over reactions to the PPR scoring leaders and busts at every position, and then do my top five waiver wire picks, guys that are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues prior to Monday Night Football. It is a really bleak week on the waiver wire. Like this might be the worst week of the season so far for waiver wire pickups, but I'll still get you guys you can consider. It's one of those where you like think about it and you realize really there's only like two guys that I'd actually want on my team out of these five. But some teams, of course, better than others. If you have a struggling squad, some of these guys you might need. So, you know, still getting the top five waiver wire guys for you, even though they aren't necessarily that quality. So there were some injuries, though, this week. There was a lot to react to, but let's start by talking news and the injuries from around week six. As always, you can follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF as well at SGF pod for the podcast. The big injury this week was Marquise Brown. His injury is not going to be season ending, but he does have a small non-surgical fracture in his foot. Should be back in around six weeks, but this of course hurts Marquise Brown fantasy managers. Probably gives a boost to DeAndre Hopkins. I don't really think he needed it target-wise. He was going to be involved once he got back. Now, of course, the Cardinals have traded for Robbie Anderson. I feel like the Cardinals are like the kings of like preemptively trading for someone before some big news breaks. Like I'm trying to remember. I I wish I could remember exactly what it was. It was, oh no, it was the Hollywood Brown trade that they made. They preemptively, like they had made the, um, I'm trying to remember when it was, but they made the Hollywood Brown deal in response to right before the Hopkins suspension. That's what it was. I'm, I'm now remembering it's coming back to me. They made the Hollywood deal. No one really like where they were like, all right, okay. makes sense. Hopkins got suspended for six games. Now Hollywood's hurt. And right before that happened, you know, right, or I mean, right after that happened, right before we found out how serious it was, boom, Robbie Anderson's on the team. So I feel like the Cardinals like to do that for some reason with their wide receivers. Now it's happened twice, which is kind of funny. So Anderson might be worth a pickup. We'll talk about him later. Carson Wentz is hurt. Um, Does this change the offense? <sighs> maybe a little, maybe a little bit less productivity for those wide receivers as if it was needed already. Um, So it's going to be the Taylor Heineke show. We kind of know how that offense looked under Taylor Heineke last year. Other than that, Kenny Pickett, concussion, Not going to change much either way, I don't think. Other than that, not much to talk about fantasy-wise with injuries. So let's jump into the reactions. These are the leaders in the busts of week six in PPR scoring. Number one quarterback on the week was Joe Burrow. Joe Shiesty getting back on track, ran for a touchdown, threw for a bunch against the Saints. He should be starting for you if you have him in your fantasy lineups. It was kind of funny. I trashed Matt Ryan on the podcast this week as a guy who was like, I mean, he's a guy I liked the beginning of the season. And I was just like, you can't rely on him. Like maybe if you're desperate, that's about it. He went crazy against Jacksonville. Matt Ryan is so unpredictable. 389 yards though. So guy to consider, but it's kind of a, I feel like it still might be kind of a one week wonder with Matt Ryan, who's just been crazy and consistent throughout the season josh allen as we expected did well trevor lawrence a guy i picked up to start despite his poor games i was happy about that that he did very well um this week obviously got a couple rushing touchdowns that may not continue every week he's still been inconsistent and then marcus mariota got helped with some rushing upside he can play for you in spots because of that of course busts on the week um so far i mean There weren't, I mean, Carson Wentz, of course, really just didn't end up doing anything. He played through his injury. That was a brutal, brutal game against the Bears. So I think it's, it's, it was difficult to start Wentz anyway. And now he's injured. 
Um, Matthew Stafford is having more mediocre games. Kind of got to ride it out with him. I think it will get better. Same with Aaron Rodgers kind of thing. Although it's time to get concerned a little bit that there may be more back-end quarterback ones at this point. So RBs, the RB one on the week in PPR was Deion Jackson, who I left on the bench in favor of Chris Godwin, who was also good, but I was really, I was like about to put Deion Jackson in my lineup. Then I was like, oh no, we're going to go with Chris Godwin. That was a bad decision. Deion Jackson got a lot of catches. That's why he was so good. Ramondre Stevenson, a guy I did start in that same league was the RB two. Ramondre Stevenson really got an opportunity with Damian Harris out now. And hopefully for his fantasy value, Harris stays out more. Or Ramondre Stevenson's maybe carved out a larger share of the rushing in this offense going forward. Christian McCaffrey, the RB3 without scoring a touchdown. Not many crazy RBs this week. I mean, you had Leonard Fournette and Brees Hall do well as well. The RBs four and five, respectively. Brees Hall's having a bit of a breakout. Leonard Fournette's always been good. But Brees Hall's going to be very, very good going forward. Kenyon Drake, kind of a fluky one big game. And then Kenneth Walker, I think a guy you can really start to rely on, was the RB7. I'm really looking forward to see how well Kenneth Walker can do and how big his breakout's going to be going forward. Boss, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, this efficiency is going down. It makes sense. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not an in incredible running back by any means. Tyler Algier just didn't get into the end zone. It's going to be tough for touchdown opportunities for these guys. Raheem Mostert fell off a little bit. I think we'll see better days from him, but he'll be a little bit inconsistent like that. And then Aaron Jones wasn't anything great either. That Packers offense just really, really struggled last week against the Jets, which they lost to. So wide receivers, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, the top three receivers in fantasy, no surprises. Tyreek Hill was probably one of my biggest hits of the offseason, given that I ranked him as the wide receiver. I mean, he he was ranked consensus as the wide receiver nine. I guaranteed in a bull take that he'd be a top five receiver for fantasy football. That is looking really good. 12 for 177. And it really went exactly how I projected it, which was I was very happy with because I said that while the big plays may go away somewhat for Tyreek Hill and he will still have big plays, they will be balanced out by the fact that Mike McDaniel knows how to use his guys in space and that Tyreek Hill will get even more more hyper-targeted than he was before, which so far he has been. The targets have been up. He has 50 catches already, and he's the wide receiver three. So if you took that advice, you're doing really well right now. Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver four, got a couple touchdowns. Michael Pittman, a guy I was high on heading into this week for a bounce back, went off as the wide receiver five. So that was good to see as well. Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster with a couple of nice games. Um, Juju, uh, probably better option than Claypool going forward, but both have been a little inconsistent. And then Tyquan Thornton, interestingly, got some work in the receiving and rushing game. I think we're going to need to see more from him before we determine anything, but it was a very positive sign that we saw some good stuff from Tyquan Thornton. Bus Drake London hasn't gotten it back on track just yet. That's unfortunate. Romeo Dubs, George Pickens has kind of fell off after we saw a couple games of him doing really well. I think he'll get better, though. It was just an interesting game in that way for the Steelers, who struggled to move the ball. And other than that, uh, that's about it. DK Metcalf continuing to bust. I thought Metcalf was going to bounce back this week, and Tyler Lockett would kind of fall off. And I actually want to see where Tyler Lockett ended up finishing. But DK Metcalf, Definitely did not end up falling off in the slightest. Uh, I mean, it, it stepping it up in the slightest because he didn't really end up doing 
very much for you once again for like the third straight week. I think it'll get better, but he's been consistent. Although my Tyler Lockett bust pick was right because he had two catches for 17 yards. So good to see. And then tight ends, Mike Gesicki, the tight end one, just a fluky tight end one game. I don't think you have to worry about it. Andrews and Kelsey at two and three. One guy I will talk about later is Robert Tunyon, whose target share has been increasing. He got 12 targets, caught 10 of them. Looked really, really good for you in PPRs, the tight end four. And then George Kittle was productive as well. And then Hunter Henry's targets have been going up a little bit. So something to monitor. Kyle Pitt also got in the end zone he wasn't anything incredible but at least he was a top 12 option this week Bus Hayden Hurst bit of inconsistency with this crowded pass catching room of course and other than that Gerald Everett kind of busted Taysom Hill did not deliver for you I was talking about it on the start sit show over the weekend someone on TikTok had Taysom Hill as their tight end two on the week and thus people were like I got a question that was asking me if you start him over Kenneth Walker I said no I was high on Walker and high on Hill as well, to be fair. But Hill was, I mean, ranking him as the tight end two over guys like Kelsey and Andrews was always kind of lunacy, in my opinion. But, you know, he's kind of that game-breaking guy. And I, I think at the end of the day, he may not be as good when the weapons come back in this offense. He was really good last week, potentially, because they were missing so many top receivers like Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry. That won't be the same going forward. All right, so let's get into waiver wire before we wrap up this show. Top five guys. Number one, Alec Pierce. Look at Alec Pierce getting a lot of targets. He got in the end zone last week. He's had like a bunch of targets over the last few weeks. He's had 15 catches over the last three. So it looked really good. He's a guy you can start streaming. Pick him up for sure. Robert Tunyon, of course, we talked about that high target share. Tyler Algier still had uh, 16 touches, I believe, or maybe 15 touches. And he is going to get work, even if he maybe has low touchdown upside. I think things can get better for him and maybe more positive matchups. Although the Falcons were winning. So I guess it was a little concerning to see Algier wasn't used a ton. So maybe not a guy you can start, but a guy who should be rostered. Wandale Robinson had a little nice game, had a touchdown, a few catches after coming back from injury, a guy to stash on your bench. And then, of course, Robbie Anderson, just in case he ends up taking that wide receiver two role with Hollywood Brown out. That's your waiver wire, guys, rostered in 40% or less of leagues. As you can see, it's pretty brutal out in the waivers right now. So that wraps up the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. At SGF pod for the podcast, secondagolfantasy at gmail.com. Send your questions over there. Check out the start sit booms and busts big questions show on thursday also check out the live start sit show every sunday at 12 p.m eastern thank you guys for listening i'll see you next time